0: Travel Talk wishes to advise that this episode of Talking Travel about Hawaii was recorded before the devastating wildfires which destroyed large parts of Maui.
1: In addition to sending our sincerest condolences to all of those affected, Travel Talk wishes to add the following on behalf of our guests in today's episode, Hawaiian Airlines and Hawaii Tourism Oceania.
0: As Hawaii's hometown carrier, Hawaiian Airlines is committed to continue supporting the Maui community until the hard work of recovery and rebuilding is complete.
1: Hawaiian Airlines asks all visitors to Hawaii to do so with even more respect for the islands and its communities, to support local businesses and to be responsible travellers.
0: Hawaii Tourism Oceana extends its collective hearts to all victims of the disaster and their families during the difficult recovery period.
1: Hawaii Governor Josh Green has emphasised that travel to unaffected parts of Maui and other Hawaiian islands remains safe, encouraged and welcomed, but urges travellers to refrain from Lahaina, until further notice out of respect for first responders and residents. In the show notes for this episode, Travel Talk has included links to approved charities and organizations who are fundraising to support the victims of this disaster and their families.
0: Please give what you can. Listening onto your TV screens in the 1970s, Hawaii 5 showcased a destination with world-class surfing, native culture and rich cuisine. From then on, it's little wonder America's 50th state is one of Australia's favourite destinations. More than
1: 70,000 Aussies have made the trip to the islands of Aloha just this year, and
0: demand is continuing to boom. Today on Talking Travel, we'll be putting Hawaii under the microscope, digging deep to find out why it remains top of the travel bucket list.
1: And we'll reveal what's coming up across the state, both on the ground and in the air, and why now is the time to say mahalo to the paradise of the Pacific. Talking Travel, your home for all the big stories, major interviews, and a little bit of gossip from the world of travel, with your
2: hosts, John Underwood and Matt Lennon.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Matt Lennon, digital editor of Travel Talk, Australia's favourite travel industry news magazine.
0: And I'm John Underwood, managing editor of Travel Talk. Welcome to another episode of Talking Travel. Now Matt, I'm sure you look great in a grass skirt. Ha! Have you been a frequent visitor to Hawaii?
1: I've been there a few times, but it's the coconut bra that doesn't suit me, John, so I stick with the colourful Hawaiian shirts. How about you?
0: Oh, that's a terrible image. Anyway, um, yes, being a keen golfer, I love the variety and challenges of the courses over there. It's like playing in Australia, only it's harder on the ego to watch my wayward shots sail into the Pacific Ocean instead of some dense vegetation.
1: Well, lost golf balls aside, Hawaii remains top of the bucket list for many Aussies, And despite the incredible variety that the world has to offer, there's an enduring appeal about Hawaii that keeps us coming back over and over again. Today on Talking Travel, we're delighted to be joined by Jennifer Gaskin, Account Director for Hawaii Tourism Oceania, and Andrew Stanbury, Managing Director of International and North America Sales at Hawaiian Airlines. Welcome to you both. Aloha.
3: Aloha. Thanks for having us.
1: Now, Jen, the South Pacific is right on our doorstep, but what gives Hawaii the edge as such a popular destination for Aussies despite the longer flight time?
2: I think Australians and New Zealanders have such an affinity with Hawaii. Um, At the moment, about 65% of visitors from Australia and New Zealand are repeat visitors. Um, And some of those have visited Hawaii many times, three, five, or some, you know, 10 times or more. And I think part of that is that there's a real affinity between um, the personality of Australians and that of Hawaiians. Um, I think the ocean culture, outdoor experiences and great food and drink experiences have such um, um, a great affinity with Australians and that's part of why they love it. Um, but also I just think Hawaii is a really special place for so many people. Um, you really feel that Aloha spirit as soon as you touch down on the islands. But when you fly with Hawaiian Airlines, um, I think as soon as you get on that plane, you just really feel like you're already in Hawaii. And I think that's what Australians really love.
0: That was a lovely, uh, nice plug for Andrew's airline as well, Jen. Well done. Well, got got that one in nicely. Jen, I do actually do a bit of research before we do these things. And um, I dug out some figures which shows that uh, apparently Hawaii has had more than four million visitors in the first five months of this year, which is just behind uh, pre-COVID levels, um, what are the ongoing projections looking like to surpass 2019 levels?
2: Yeah, we had a really strong start to the start of the year and last year um, was really great for us as well from our markets. Um, it has slowed down slightly in the past couple of months. Um, I think we'll be getting close to 2019 numbers as the as time progresses. It's hard to say exactly when we'll return. And um, there are a few factors out of our control, of course. Um, anyone who's been to the US lately will know the dollar is a bit tricky for us at the moment, making things a little bit more expensive and, of course, at the cost of living. But we're confident as we get like more flights um, as well that we'll soon return to those numbers. But for us as well at Hawaii Tourism Oceania, it's not just about getting as many people as possible. What we're really about is promoting all the amazing things about the Hawaiian Islands, the cultural aspect, how people can get involved with nature and giving back. And we really want to make sure that we're getting the type of visitor who really wants to enjoy those parts of Hawaii as well.
1: Now, Andrew, you've got some Boeing 787s on the way, some much anticipated new aircraft which have been in the order books for quite some time, and with them come some very, very slick new interiors that you unveiled recently. What's the feedback been like and the anticipation been like since the new cabin was revealed, especially amongst frequent flyers? A uh, lot of excitement about the delivery of this aircraft. There's been a
3: great deal of work done in considering the design here, and and one of the really interesting things about that design is taking our position as the flagship carrier for the Hawaiian Islands. How do we reflect um, the destination that is our home and the culture from which we work in? And what customers are going to see when they come on board our aircraft is a true reflection of Hawaiian Islands, its environment, its people, its culture, and its history, you can, you'll can you see quite immediately um, a real respect paid to some of the long navigational journeys that have been done around Polynesia from, from Hawaii over history. You'll see features in there like reflections of the ocean in our carpet. You'll see uh, timber interiors, which is perhaps something you might not expect when you enter an aircraft, but natural timber interiors as you enter the aircraft. There's a real nice nod and touch, um, acknowledging the kind of natural environment that uh, is our home.
0: Of course, Andrew, these things don't just happen overnight, do they? It sounds like a lot of uh, planning and thinking went into the design of these uh, aeroplanes.
3: Yeah, and that was everything I described there was very much the, the starting point from which all these designs came. And we were very fortunate in working with Boeing and other partners. Uh, that we had um, people born in Hawaii who had moved on to other roles and so they were very familiar with Hawaiian culture Hawaiian history, Hawaiian people Hawaiian land and sea and uh, I think they were personally very excited and um, perhaps never expected to be able to express that connection that they have with their their home uh, in a project like this so yeah, it's been a very
0: very uh, exciting and at times emotional project for a lot of people to work on cool sure. um now we always love a bit of a scoop here on talking travel and uh, you know it sounds a bit churlish to ask you to reveal something else but have you got any other developments in the pipeline that we can uh, you can share with us I, I think the focus for us over the next wee while is is going to be
3: about our sustainability program um we have a we've got a program here that aims to get us to uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. We've recently signed contracts to um, start to introduce sustainable aviation fuel into our fleet. Uh, The first delivery of that will happen in 2029. We expect within a year of that to be operating with about 10% SAF um, and that to get uh, progressively more every year towards that goal of uh, net zero by 2050. Coinciding with that, you'll start to see progressively more and more locally sourced product in our menus um, on board, and we continue on our uh, plastics reductions down to zero over the next uh, over the next five years. So, yeah, I think if guests were to fly us over the next wee while, they'll see these things progressively introduced, and I know it's it's important to all of us and important to our guests. So, um, I think that's going to be something people can keep their eye on. There are other things happening in our airline, which I think from our guest point of view may be completely invisible to them. But we've just uh, finished introducing a new passenger service system. And while uh, for a consumer, like I say, that that's in the short term invisible over time, some of the technological capabilities from these new systems will enable us to deliver more tailored product to consumers in
1: the future. So we're looking forward to that. Fantastic. Now, same kind of question for you, Jen. What's uh, some of the major new developments and changes coming across the Hawaiian airlines? Even though Hawaii is one of those destinations we just don't want it to change, but it always is.
2: Yeah, I think um, there's always new things happening all across the islands in terms of hotels and activities. Um, A major kind of shift with Hawaii since COVID has been the move towards including more sustainable and regenerative tourism experiences, but i think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize about the hawaiian islands is how many festivals and events happen across the islands or across the year and so for anybody that's going to hawaii in the next couple of months um they'll be able to participate in or spectate uh duke's ocean fest that's a huge ocean festival on the island of oahu on Waikiki beach around um duke's birthday there's lots of ocean races and Um, events and things that happen around that that's really fun to to take a look at there's also the return of the Molokai to Oahu paddleboard world championships this year the first year that's come back um, since pre-covid and actually the Australian athletes are expected to take home the major prizes in that event as well this year Um, Hawaii also has pride so Honolulu pride takes part in October Um, And that's a really fun event for for people to take a look at the parade or the associated events during their trip. And also we have the Hawaii Food and Wine Festival. So that's in November and that's across all of the islands. And there's all different events. So if you visit the website of the Hawaii Food and Wine Festival um, and you're traveling in November, there's some really fun things to take part in. Um, It promotes Hawaiian chefs, but also chefs from around the world come to the Hawaiian islands to showcase their food as well. And this year, there's a number of chefs from New Zealand coming to showcase Maori and Polynesian cuisine.
0: Wow, well, you had me at food and drink, Jen. But I, I, do want, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to touch on something you said earlier about uh, the cultural aspect and giving back. Um, Hawaii does that particularly well. Maybe you could just give us a, a very brief, because I know you could probably do 20 minutes on culture alone. But <laughs> what are some of the sort of standout cultural um, activities that people can get involved in along the lines of what you said about giving back?
2: Yeah, there's so much. Um, Culture is so important to the Hawaiian people, especially the native Hawaiian people. And there are so many different ways that visitors can take part in or learn about um native Hawaiian culture. And probably one of the things that most tourists do is visit a luau. So there are different types of luau, some are more or less authentic. Um, One that I would really recommend is the one at the Polynesian Cultural Centre. It really tells a an important Hawaiian story, and people can learn a lot while having a great time as well. Um, you can also, though, we have a number of activities where you can take part in traditional Hawaiian farming techniques. So there's a great one at Kualoa Ranch where people can get in the lo'i or the taro patch um, and learn about those traditional methods of farming, which are actually coming back. There's a real resurgence of farming and locally grown Hawaiian fruit and veg, um and then as well like ocean activities, things like outrigger canoeing are really important in Hawaiian culture and learning about the navigational systems um, of Hawaiians as they traveled around Polynesia. Lots of hotels will um, have activities where you can learn about laymaking, and that's a really nice one for the whole family. You could have a ukulele class. Um but I think one of the best ways is if you have the opportunity to interact with Local people with native Hawaiians just listening to what they have to say about their islands and about their culture is the best way to learn.
1: I've been to that luau at the Polynesian Cultural Center. That was brilliant.
2: Yeah, it's a good one.
1: I loved the the little the, the little boat ride around the around the islands and um yeah the show. I don't know if Breath of Life is it still playing.
2: Yep, yep, that's still on. So you can have the whole day where you go around the islands in the day. Then you do the Luau and then you see Breath of Life, which is an amazing show in the evening.
1: Andrew, are there any plans to return to Brisbane um, or uh, even launch long-awaited uh, services to Melbourne?
3: Yeah, I mean, the network and where we fly is one of those things that's just under constant review. Uh, so we don't have anything um, firm in our plans. It's something we just continuously look at. I'd have to say uh, Brisbane is not on the horizon for us at the moment. Um That's uh at this stage our focus is rebuilding our business out of australia through through sydney we're still not at um the daily services that we had for most parts of the year out of sydney um so yeah we we're still in a recovery mode like many other airlines with their capacity and our our focus at the moment is um rebuilding sydney back to where it was
0: and touching on that andrew what how do you look at the so sort the of state of the airline industry as a whole. I mean, we've been talking about ticket prices here, and that's a bit of an issue. What's uh, what's your take on the whole situation? Yeah. So the 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 airline industry,
3: w- w- while most of our lives have kind of moved on past COVID, we are still very much in a recovery mode in the airline industry, and beyond the airline industry, aviation in general, <clears throat> whether it's airports, air traffic controllers, all of the suppliers to airlines, such as fuel suppliers, caterers, ground handling groups like that, um, we're all still rebuilding our capacity to deliver and that's uh, had a, a knock-on effect with uh, frequency and capacity for airlines all around the world. That then has affected price because there's been an excitement past COVID that's driven demand and capacity has not matched it um, and naturally that's had an upward pressure on, on prices. I guess the, the question is as that capacity comes back does that have the reverse effect on 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 prices and i think we're starting to see already that it is um new zealand most recently in its own inflation report noted that airfares had started to level off in that market Uh, i'm sure we would be seeing the same out of here and globally as that capacity comes back on um, and more competition comes in on on certain routes, you'll, you'll see uh, a downward pressure on pricing.
1: Well, with the strong demand uh, for Hawaii, uh, does Hawaiian, with one flight per day into Sydney, you mentioned rebuilding the network and rebuilding this market, uh, is there scope for a second? A second flight a day by Hawaiian? Out of Sydney, if not a day, maybe 10 weekly?
3: Yeah, so we've got, uh, we're currently five a week. During the absolute peaks, we've rebuilt that up to seven. Um, And at this stage, we're not looking past uh, January, but if we we still have some limitation in aircraft availability. But at this stage, we're really driven by the demand. If the demand was to continue to build, if we solved our uh, aircraft availability issues, um, then we'd respond to it. But looking at the market as it stands right now, we think we've kind of
0: got it right. Um, But as things change, we'd respond to that as well. It's good news for consumers all around. Now, Jen, uh, recently <clears throat> the Grand Circle Island Tour took out a major prize. It was named the world's best travel experience by TripAdvisor. That must have been a bit of kudos for the islands of Hawaii.
2: Absolutely. I think that, that's a great tour. It's a great introduction um, to the islands if you haven't been before um, to see like the variety of things on offer. But, yeah, I think people just, just love the Hawaiian Islands, so it's great to win that one.
1: Why do Aussies go to Hawaii, Jen? Are we active travelers? Are we pool dwellers? Are we shoppers, golfers, culture seekers, or something else?
2: I think it's a bit of everything. And I know it's like such a cliche to say there's something for everyone. Um but I think that's part of the appeal in Hawaii. You know, it's not it's not too far. It's um direct flight from Sydney. And if whether you're like a family and you want great things for like younger kids at hotels, at resorts, around the pool, a lot of our experiences are really family friendly as well and um, we've got lovely beaches that are really safe for, for kids as well for swimming. Um, but if you want something more adventurous, if you want to hike, if you want to go on a helicopter, have adventures in the ocean, have wildlife experiences, that's something for you as well. You can stay in Waikiki and have that real kind of resort experience or you could go to hilo on the island of hawaii and feel like at some places that you're the only tourist there. um you could swim with manta rays um or you can go snorkeling um and then all of the kind of cultural and voluntourism experiences as well and i think like as well what's maybe underrated about hawaii is the array of food experiences that you can have of course there's all those like american chains that people love to try uh, when they're in the States like Cheesecake Factory and P.F. Changs but Hawaii has a really unique blend of Polynesian, Asian and American cuisines and there's really great food truck culture as well. People love going to the North Shore and trying the garlic shrimp and when I say people that's me also. That's definitely one of my first (laughs) stops. Poke, like fresh fish and seafood and it's just yeah such a a diverse place in terms of experiences that you can have it's one of my favorite places on the islands for sure
0: now andrew this is one for you uh on the ground this time not in the air the new terminal extension at honolulu airport is a massive change from the older part of the airport what's the uh, latest in the overall modernization of the airport generally uh
3: i i can't comment too much about what else is going on at that airport i'm not that close to that but you are right, and anybody travelling through Honolulu Airport um, and is familiar with it, you'll, you'll kind of know the age and feel of, of that airport. If you go out to the new extension, it is a light, bright, modern airport. Um, there are some services yet to be put into there in terms of retail and uh, food, um, but as they come online, uh, that's quite a different experience down that end of the terminal Um you know, high, high ceilings, light and airy kind of feel about it. Um, yeah, I, I can only comment really on what exists there at the moment, sorry, I'm not uh, familiar with the, the other improvements there. From, from our point of view, we've made some changes with regards to check-in areas, um, and uh, that has improved the experience for, for a lot of our travellers. There are pain points in that airport where you get high congestion areas And um, we've managed to kind of configure our operations slightly different to alleviate some of that. Um, And again, behind the scenes and perhaps invisible to uh, customers is the baggage systems that sit behind the walls after you've checked in uh, are going through a process of modernization to um, improve that experience as well.
0: Maybe you could get the people designing the interiors of your aircraft to have a go at the uh, at the terminal. That would be a that would be that might work.
1: That uh, extension is enormous and white and needs a decorate it needs a decorator to go through. I think they uh, could do a lot with that big space. Um, could probably use where, uh, the Wi-Fi to extend because once you walk through the door, it literally cuts off. It's like you've gone into another planet. Right, I, I haven't experienced that, but I. <laughs> it's good to know.
0: Um, Question for both of you. Um, We here in Australia are very popular travelers. You know, there are lots of destination marketing companies pitching to Australians. Um, Question for both of you. Start with you first, Jen. Are you confident that Hawaii will continue as we go through to be the kind of popular destination that it is? I mean, because there are lots of other countries trying to get Australians to come and, you know, fads come and go. Um, Your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like Australians and New Zealanders, it's a really sought after market for all destinations, and I think that's for a couple of reasons. Australians tend to stay longer on their trips. They spend more than almost any other nation, and also they're nice travelers. You know, they they're respectful in the most parts of a destination. They do things that a destination wants them to do. Um but I think Hawaii is always going to be up there for Australians because they already have that relationship with that repeat visitor who is, who is keen to go year after year. But also now that we have some newer experiences that we're positioning the destination in a, in a slightly different way to a new type of traveller, perhaps a younger traveller, a more sustainable traveller, that will help us um, continue to build that demand. So, yeah, I, I really believe that Hawaii will remain up there.
0: Andrew,
3: your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all of that. I'd, I'd add as well, I think Australian and New Zealanders traveling to Hawaii do a good job in terms of dispersing the economic benefit of, of tourism. And that's and that's one of the challenges that Hawaii has. You know, when you start to approach 10 million visitors a year, if that's concentrated in too few areas, it puts a tremendous strain on, on the infrastructure and the people that live there um, and concentrates the economic benefit in too few places. New Zealanders and Australians, they're they're explorers, so they tend to go to a place, even on their repeat visit, to try something new and do different experiences. So for that reason, um, I think there's always going to be a a tremendous uh, appetite in Hawaii to attract Australians and New Zealanders, and I think that the relationship will always be strong because of the diversity of experiences that the destination has. So you can go back Many many times and do new things every time.
1: Now, question for you, Andrew: What uh, in your mind sets uh, Hawaiian Airlines apart from uh, the other airlines that cross the Pacific? Because there's an awful lot of them, and there's so much capacity that bypass uh, Hawaii, and you can fly direct to LA or San Fran or Texas or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. what sets Hawaiian apart in terms of guest experience?
3: Yeah, I I think you know obviously every airline has its. Uniqueness. I think for us, I, I love selling the fact that when you enter the US through Honolulu, um, you're then arriving, if you're talking about traveling on to mainland USA, you're then entering mainland USA as a domestic passenger. So you can do your immigration entry in, in Hawaii and then you can fly into smaller airports such as Long Beach and simply walk out of that small domestic airport. and and you're closer to Anaheim, for instance, than had you flown into LAX. So I think our domestic network from Hawaii um, and some of our connectivity into those uh, cities is a real advantage, um, as opposed to, say, flying into LAX direct and then connecting out of there onto where you need to go to on on the mainland. Um, In terms of the actual experience on board, uh, I think we stand out amongst U.S. carriers in that we, have, we bring a authentic sense of hospitality that is unique to Hawaii. Um, we repeatedly get this feedback that people felt they started their Hawaii experience from the moment they, they came on board. I think that that attribute of our airline is, is only going to grow and grow as we you know, bring new aircraft into the fleet. Um, but that is one of the things that we hear consistently from our customers. The experience they have with our people uh, was, was unique and they feel like they're getting a, an authentic Hawaiian experience from the moment they step on board.
0: Well, I think Hawaii's in, uh, in good hands with both of you. I mean, you've got to have a good airline servicing a good country, haven't you? So uh, with the two of you in charge, I reckon Hawaii's got a very good future. Now, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up there. We could talk for hours about Hawaii, but uh, before we do, it's a tradition on talking travel that we ask you where you are looking forward to going in the world next. So, uh, as always, we'll go ladies first. Jen, what about you? What have you got coming up? And you can't say Hawaii, either of you.
2: That's a tricky one because I've actually just come back from a lot of travel this year, and I'm currently on a self-imposed holiday ban right now. But if I'm dreaming about where I would go, I'd actually – because I've been spending so much time in Hawaii and, and across the Hawaiian islands, I'd be keen to see some other places in um, Polynesia as well. I'm just learning so much about that culture and how, how it's similar across some of the islands and different across others. Um. so, yeah, once my uh, holiday ban is lifted, maybe I'll explore more of that region.
3: Can I, can I say, I have to say Hawaii. Right, and I'm not saying that out of obligation, but this is, this is the truth. I, I um, have had many, many trips to Hawaii over the last uh, five years interrupted by COVID, but most of them involve flying into Honolulu and, and, and uh, commuting back and forth from our head office and then out again. I really haven't had much opportunity to explore the neighbor islands of Hawaii. Um, my kids uh, love Waikiki, Uh, but uh, uh, we are all very determined to (laughs) spread out and and visit some of the places that I'm surrounded by people talking about but haven't experienced. Uh, I have a daughter in LA, uh, keen to uh, connect with her, um, maybe Maui, Hilo, somewhere like that together. So uh, genuinely, the neighbour islands of Hawaii are actually the first place that I want to visit. Very
1: good. All right, guys, we'll we'll have to end it there. Thank you very much for your time. A big mahalo to uh, you both for joining us today on Talking Travel.
3: Thanks, Matt. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jen. See you soon.
2: Mahalo. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to Talking Travel.
1: Until next time, travel well, travel safe, but most importantly, travel now.